welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. This week, joining us on the podcast is Sandy Thomas. She's a friend of mine and a friend of a lot of yours. And Sandy lives in Pleasant Hill, Illinois. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you. Oh, I'm glad you're here with us. You may never know who's listening to this podcast, but I know that you know several of the women and have been in in events and different trainings and stuff with them. But tell us a little bit about who you are, because Sandy, what I want people to realize is that Pleasant Hill, Illinois, where God has you living right now, is also where he started you out at, but he's brought you back. Kind of some might say he's come full circle, but you're not the same Sandy. So give us a little bit of who Sandy is so that the women have some context before we unpack some of your story. Yes, I'm from Pleasant Hill, a little big town of 1,100 people. And uh, I grew up here, went to school here, and have returned. And I'm experiencing life in a different way, as uh, all of us would if we return to the place we grew up. Um, But what's brought me uh, through a lot of things uh, is this experience that I've had with my God. Um, He is miraculous in what he does in our lives. And one of the things he's done for me is to take me from a little bitty town where it's not very diverse at all um, and move me through a series of moves uh, in the, through the military, Uh, with my husband and through our church experiences, we've moved 13 times. Mm. So um, we got married and uh, went off to seminary. And the last thing on my husband's list ever would have been army. Um, But we, uh, and he, he will say he avoided them in the halls at the seminary when they would come to recruit. But uh, we went to our first church in Iowa and spent uh, about four years at a mission church in Iowa. And then out of a series of experiences, which are really kind of bizarre, um, my husband was called in to uh, join the National Guard. And he joined thinking it would allow him a chance to meet with a pocket of people from our town, because that's the way National Guard are. And before it was all said and done, Within uh, a couple of years, he was feeling called to full-time join the Army. I never would have ever guessed. I would have been married to someone in the Army and that we would live all over the world, but we did. And through that experience, we lived uh, we lived in the United States all over. And of course, we our first overseas duty station was Korea uh, in 1993. We moved to Korea, and it was a very volatile time in the history of North Korea. I can say that that was probably the most fearful I've ever been in my life. Uh, We flew over and at the time we had our two children and on the day we left, we were sitting in the airport with my parents and a man on my right was reading the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the top of that paper said, soul will be in flames. And that's because the North Korean president had just died and his son wanted to bury his dad in Seoul. 
And here I am getting on a plane with my children to go to Korea. We got there and I went into panic mode. I threw up all night. I cried all night. I was so fearful and I've never experienced that sense. I was fearful because I had brought my children to a place I thought was dangerous. And that morning I got up and I went downstairs and I was ready to leave. The hotel we stayed in was a military hotel and they had a, a booth where they sold uh, airline tickets and that kind of thing. And I went down, I was going to get us flights and we're going home. The kids and I are going home. Mike can do this, but I'm not staying. I got down there and it was a Sunday morning. They were closed. And Mike took me and walked me around in the garden outside of the Dragon Hill Lodge and calmed me down. And finally he says, are we going to church? And I said, I guess so. And so we get the kids and we walk over to the chapel because on military post, everything's close. Walked over to the chapel and we get inside and here are all these people, my best good friend that was already there with her five children and everybody's calm <laughs> and there's nothing going on. And I'm like, what is the deal? And uh, as it turns out, I, you know, I found over time that there is a lot of saber rattling uh, between countries sometimes. And, and that, that fear of what could be had just stifled me. But what I learned through that process was day by day, God took those fears and began to, to teach me that he was there. It didn't matter where I was on this earth. He's there. Mm -hmm. And even if I was fearful, he was there. And I just needed to stop and let him show me what he had in mind. And so gradually uh, we... We enjoyed that experience. In fact, my children now say it was the best place they ever lived because it was a small community. We could we could get to know each other really well. We could get involved. That was the first place I was ever involved in women's ministry. Always before that, I was a children's teacher. That's it. Let me teach children. And that, you know what? That is my forte. I have a degree in elementary education. Of course I can teach children. That was easy. But that was the first place that God finally said, look, I have something else in mind for you. I want you to step up, step up just a little bit and lead a women's Bible study in your home. Believe me, I was scared to death because I'm like, I don't have enough knowledge for this. I, they're gonna ask me questions I don't have a clue about. But that little Bible study, we sat there and we, we just dug it out. We just dug God's word out. And if, if a question came up that I didn't understand, I just said, I don't know. How about if we talk about this next week? I'll see if I can come up with an, what it is that we're talking about, but maybe one of you will. And we had such great conversations and it began a passion in me to be with women. And that, that passion has only grown over the years. We've, like I said, we've moved 13 times one of the things that military life gave me that I didn't have in this small town was a love for, for diversity. I had never been with women of other cultures. I had never been with, with women of other backgrounds, church backgrounds. In the military, you have Protestant congregations. It's not one denomination, it's a bunch of denominations. 
And it was an experience for me to listen and hear and learn from other women. And I don't know that I'd ever been mentored as a woman. Mm. Um, And I had women who came alongside me. Uh, Victoria Robinson uh, was one of those. And she came alongside and just poured into me. And I found out how vital that is. Sandy, I appreciate you sharing, you know, kind of a little bit of history because I want to I want to ramp us up to where God has you doing. So small town girl, Mary's guy goes to seminary. He decides to join the, the, the army. She's she's playing big times now, gets a passport and an airline ticket, um, shows up in Korea. And I love what you said, though. Again, your mind expects, you know, even reading the newspaper article your mind starts to drum up things of what it's going to be like. So it's almost like we're envisioning our experiences and we do that. We do that, but we're not necessarily dealing with facts. And I love your story. You said when we went to church and well, these were my friends and you know, these were, and you know, and that was my kid's best place. And the fact that God met you there. And I love the fact that God does take us. And ladies, if you're listening, that's what I love about our podcast. And, you know, like my friend, my sister, Sandy, we're ordinary women. All of us, we're just ordinary women with an extraordinary God. And he's positioning, he's guiding us, he's transforming us. Um, And it is through experiences that he gives us. But Sandy, I love that you said he really gave you a love for diversity, Um, You know, you expected the diversity, you wanted the diversity, but you also said you also had some realization moments. It was a lot of those diverse women different than you that mentored you. And, you know, you realize I'd never been mentored. I'd heard that in prison a couple years ago. I wasn't in prison, but, you know, when we went, you know, doing some of the ministry, a lot of the ladies said, nobody ever taught me how to be a woman, Carmen, until I came in here. And, you know, that sounds silly, but it means different things. They were saying, Carmen, nobody ever taught me how to take care of myself. One was saying, nobody ever taught me manners. And now she's got a what she called her grandma mom kicking her under the table if she was chomping her food, you know, or chewing with her mouth open or whatever. And that's what I hear you saying. It was encouragement. But somebody was telling you how to do life as you got to that season of life. And ladies, if you're listening, that is so important, I think, for us. Because we may have been taught things. Our moms may have taught us. Our grandmas may have taught. But let's face it. Typically, that's that's might be in us. But we're not ready to do. If we're not ready to do anything with that information, sometimes we, we've, we've not harvested it. We've not kept it. We've not retained it. So that's what I hear you saying. It's like, man, these ladies were ready to do life. Encourage me. Pour into me to teach me how as I got to that season of life. I might have seen examples of how to grandma, how to mom, how to cook, how to whatever, but there was somebody that was investing in me doing life with me. So that that was that was good, Sandy. And you named a name, but I can't remember who it was. Victoria Robinson. And she was another chaplain's wife. Have you had a chance to pour into other women, Sandy? God gives me those opportunities. Um, the truth is I never feel adequate. And you know, we were talking about fears. This morning, my husband and I were talking about the fact that you and I were going to speak. And and I said, you know, the thing is, is I'm going to probably reach a point where I cry and I'm going to try not to because fear is one of those things that God has had to work on with me. You know, I'm, I'm fearful I'm not adequate to teach or I'm fearful I won't have the words. I used to be fearful to go with my husband to the hospital to visit people. It scared the living daylights out of me. And now I crave it so much. I'm, I'm missing it so much in this COVID time. Mm-hmm. But you ask about pouring into women. 
it's one of those things that it doesn't matter how old I get because uh, let's face it, I'm on the upper end of my 50s now and I still don't always feel like I'm adequate. And you know what? I'm really not because my God is, is that's the only reason I can pour into people. I don't, I don't try to be something that I'm not. I'm just Sandy and I'm, I'm willing to sit with you and let's study God's word together. And oh my goodness, let's dig it out. Let's not just read a book that somebody wrote, but let's dig it out. And what does that mean to you? Where do we stand on what this says? And so I enjoy doing that. And fortunately here where we are right now, the ladies are letting me do that. They're letting me kind of be their leader. And and I don't do anything special. Um, all I do is spend some time with them weekly. Even now that we're kind of past a lot of COVID here, because everybody in the area has had it, um, <laughs> we're kind, kind of um, now finally having our studies back. And that's really, it's really sweet. I mean, meeting with my ladies this morning, we just, we just love on each other and share. And I think mentoring takes being willing to see in something, in someone, something that's a potential. We needed some more leaders. We needed some women leaders to do a, 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 a nighttime study um, because I could, couldn't, I can do all of them that we could use. I mean, we're just a little bitty church, but we have women that work. They need a nighttime study. We have women who don't want to get out at night and they need a daytime study. So we need people, ladies who are willing to step forward. So what I've done here and I've done other places is find someone who, who has that hunger in God's word. Maybe not the, maybe they're very fearful. In fact, the last person I asked, she was extremely fearful. And I said, you know what? I'll come. If you'll do our nighttime study, if you'll lead it, I'll come and sit with you for every study. I know you know how to study God's word. I've seen you do it, but I'll come and we'll, we'll eke it out together. And I was amazed. She just took it and went. And she is still, um, when she studies God's word and comes and discusses it with me, sometimes I go, where, where do you get the insight? You have such phenomenal insight. And, um, I'm excited for her. I mean, right now uh, we haven't moved back to our night group yet, but I think we will soon. And that includes a lot of our women who have kids because, um, you know, they have a lot going on and at night, you know, hubby can be there and take care of the kids. We always struggle with childcare. <laughs> it's the same thing everybody else does. And so we've got to find ways around that. And um, but anyway, I enjoy pouring into women. Yeah. That that's good. That's good. I was Craig Rochelle. I was listening to Craig Rochelle on a podcast. It's been a couple of weeks ago, and um, he said that you know obviously we're going to have to develop leaders. We have to delegate some things out. But he's saying we have to pass that baton. And something he said sort of convicted me. He said if somebody can do something as good as you at fifty percent, or can do something at least fifty percent as well as you can do it, it's time to pass the baton. And can I tell you, I struggle with that because I'm all about developing leaders and seeing people's potential and inviting them in. 
But in my mind, 50%, you know, I would have sent like 80%, you know, or, and then maybe that's the healthcare background in me. You know, that's that quality, that risk coming out. You know, you got to train up people. And it's that in, in healthcare, we say you um, see one, do one, teach one, whatever it is. You know, you watch it done, then you got to go do it. Then you got to teach it. It doesn't work that easy. And, you know, you think, oh, you don't pass off too quick and get a negative outcome. But that really challenged my thinking. He said, if they can do it 50 percent as well as you can, then it's time to it's time to pass that baton. And I came back after the holidays thinking that Carmen. And here's what he was saying. If we're going to do if we're going to do what God is giving us to do, we got we, we got to unleash the army. And first of all, we got to You know, so, ladies, if you're listening, the first thing we have to do is realize who's the army. You know, who has God put in your area of influence? You're hearing Sandy talk. She was somebody's area of influence. She has ladies in her area of influence. Who's God put in your area of influence that you're making an impact on right now? Because they're there. But first, you got to make sure your eyes are seeing it. Then as you're spending time with God, that whole abiding, spending time with him, and he starts to show you where he's working and starts to invite you in. You can't just keep hanging on to everything that you're hanging on to. You're going to have to let go of some things to move open hands. I love what you're saying, Sandy, because until you start to give something away and, and, and it may look different, right? You may sit with one, somebody else, you may turn loose, you know, it may look different, but that's why God may not be bringing you hundreds at one time to pour into. He had the Peter, he had the, you know, he had the John. And so, so those are, those are good points that, that you're bringing up. Well, Sandy, we're going to wrap up, but I want to, I want to tie it full circle because you are back home and you're not the same Sandy that left. I don't know. Maybe the population's doubled or tripled since you've been gone. No. (laughs) So here God brought, you know, God's brought you back and you're not at the end of your life, friend. You've got so much, you know, that God is still doing. And I love watching him work through your life. And you've been such a friend and encouragement to me. What are some of those things you've learned? You know, how is it to live at home? Because what I want you to do is, in your closing comments, speak into the women that are listening, the other ordinary women in our state that may be trying to figure out what is God doing right now? This doesn't make sense. Or they feel like their life's on hold or they're thinking, why did you bring me back here, God? Or, you know, or they might be thinking I don't fit. What would you say to encourage those women? I would say don't underestimate God. Mm. He's able to take even the littlest amount that you give him and multiply it. As I said before, I really deal with a lot of interferes. Every time I reach a point where I'm I'm ready to to not do something because I'm fearful of it, I'm now to a point where I go, "Oh, is this where God could really show up and show off?" Mm. Which is what my daughter always says. She says, "Mom, didn't God just show up and show off?" And that's what I I now want that. I now want to see him show up and show off. So for all of those out there listening, I would say, trust him with your fears. If if you feel like your ladies need to have a study that nobody's leading and you don't think you're capable of doing it or you're fearful of stepping out on that and doing it or having a study in your home or just visiting with your next door neighbor who you know doesn't know Christ, those fears are okay, but they're they're not as big as our God. He's bigger than that fear. So take them, take a step, little step. If you need to get come alongside somebody else who's took steps before, do that. Ask them. Don't be afraid to ask someone to come alongside with you. Because sometimes those of us who probably could be mentoring don't even realize 
that that individual wants to be mentored. And so come alongside somebody else who knows and don't be afraid to ask. Um, like for our ladies here, um, doing Bible studies is expensive. And so when we first got here, I'm like, how do we go about getting resources? Do we have a budget? Do we? And one of the things that I have been, I, I, I give the praises of IBSA regularly because I've said IBSA has this wonderful thing called a lending library. So use your resources. I mean, use the lending library, use even the uh, version Bible app that so many of us use these days have such uh, great resources on it. Yeah, that's good. And that's a good place for us to interject, ladies. If you're not connected to the Illinois Baptist Women community, get connected because we do share resources and we can encourage um, the people that God has you positioned to influence. He wants you to make an impact on them. And, and sometimes your eyes can see what you don't have versus what you do have. And that's the beauty of doing life together in the community ministry it can be hard, but we can do it. But we do need those attaboys, girls, that encouragement. So if you're not following us, you can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can um, find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or check out our website at ibsa.org backslash women. Um, you don't have to do it alone. We don't want you to do it alone. We're just a bunch of ordinary women. I keep saying that this year. We're a bunch of ordinary women with an extraordinary God. Sandy, thanks for joining us this week. It's been my pleasure. I can't wait to hear what other ladies have to say. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, ladies, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.